Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, let's get on to the subject for today, calling forth God's glory. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to be a part of that? Calling forth God's glory. My theme verse for us today comes from the book of Job, chapter 36 and verse 32. By the way, let me insert something for some of you out there. Years ago, there were two books of the Bible that I didn't think I would ever really get much out of. The book of Leviticus and the book of Job. That's what I thought that book was. It was a job to read. I couldn't comprehend it. It was just confusing. Who's saying this? Who's saying that? Wait, is that part the accuser of the brethren or is that part inspired by God? And it was a job to read for me until the Holy Spirit started illuminating or giving me understanding and I deciphered it. And then it became Job. Did you know the end of the matter with Job was restoration? Do you know that that is a historical true to life? It's not a story. It's a message that your end can be greater than your beginning. And even if you've gone through, like me, through peaks and valleys of life. God is the God of recovery, hope, and restoration. So, Job 36, verse 32, is our theme verse, where it reads, He covers his hands with lightning, and he sends it forth to strike the mark. One translation renders it, he covers his hands with glory, and he sends it forth to hit the target, to strike the mark. The Hebrew word for strike the mark is the word P-A-G-A in the Hebrew, pagah. That is transliterated into eight different phrases in the Old Testament, strike the mark, vindication, hitting a target, and it deals with invitation. Oh, really? And it even deals with spiritual warfare. So, but here's the theme verse before I get going into the teaching side too much. 
Job chapter 36, verse 32, where it reads, He covers his hands with the glory of his lightning presence. He covers his hands with lightning. He sends it forth to strike the mark. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity in this God Encounters Today podcast. And I'm asking that God Encounters will be for everyone who listens. I'm asking that you help us to paint targets, to call forth an invitation of a release, of an intrusion and an intervention of God's glorious presence with lightning powerful strikes of light that displaces darkness. So I bring this time to you, and I'm asking Holy Spirit, illuminate and breathe upon the listeners in Jesus' name. Well, let me give you a dream that is actually the beginning basis of what? My newest book, Strike the Mark, Powerfully Targeted Prayers for Victory and Breakthrough. This happened some years ago, by the way, and I was simply had been ministering in a in Canada, and then the Holy Spirit uh, on the last night that I was there, I have an intense dream. There was no people in this dream at all. There was no buildings either. The dream seemed like it went on all night. I don't know why, but I've always felt like the dream lasted about twenty minutes, but. In the dream, it was constant lightning bolt strikes coming from heaven, striking the earth, crashing of light through darkness. It was a storm. It was dark. And there was lightning, lightning, lightning crashes, thunder, lightning, lightning strikes. That's all it was, was lightning crashes breaking up darkness and entrance of light. I wake up out of this incessant dream of lightning bolts and written out of me in the seer realm. Remember the seer series that we've done? And if you missed those podcasts, you can go back, remember, and listen to those as well, because these all become, for me, a seamless garment. And so in then the manifested presence of God, as I wake up out of the dream, I see written out in front of my eyes, great, big, huge, amber letters, J-O-B, 36-32. I stare at this for 15 minutes or longer, and the presence of destiny was in the room. And I'm wondering, what is this? I'm going, in the beginning, I'm going, is this a job description? And guess what? It was. But I had my Bible sitting next to the bed. After several minutes of sitting in the presence of God, I turned on the light. I opened up my Bible. I knew, obviously, there was the book of Job. I didn't know, honestly, if there was a chapter 36 and a verse 32. You might not have either. But guess what? God knows his word better than we do. So I turn, 
I opened up my Bible, and there it said, He covers his hands with lightning. He sends it forth to strike the mark. That dream set me on another course of study and prayer and investigation and research. On what does this mean? It was after that encounter of lightning bolts coming. That's all the dream was, remember? But the verse that I saw connected the Bible to the encounter. Remember, God is perfect at grounding a true experience with the Word of God. Oh, come on now. Did you hear me? Some of you need to get that because the enemy can come along and steal your experience if you aren't grounded in the word. And if you're grounded in the word, guess what else? You store the word up in your heart and you present that, your heart and the word, to the Lord, it gives the wind of God something to blow upon that becomes a spoken, revelatory God experience, God encounter. So that's what happened for me. The experience was grounded in the Word, and the Word grounded the experience, and the devil was not able to steal or snatch that. In fact, nine weeks exactly to the date, that I had that dream experience and I saw the word, Job 36, 32, the Holy Spirit started in a profuse way getting poured out in a city called Toronto, Canada, which resulted in one of the longest sustained moves of the Holy Spirit in recent church history. Isn't that exciting? Well, I want you to learn more about these realms in my book, Strike the Mark, Powerfully Targeted Prayers for Victory and Breakthrough. And remember, when you get this at jamesgall.com, you're going to also get the 12 daily devotional videos. And I have got a sleed scripture and a prayer for you every day. You're going to love it. I do. So, back to the dream, and remember this issue, calling forth God's, what? Glory. The Hebrew word for strike the mark is pagal. That word is also translated intercession. Really? Yes, it is. Intercession is used to paint the targets by giving an invitation in the earth realm for the glory invasion of God in the heavenly realm. In other words, prayer calls forth the place where God has the invitation from believers as co-laborers with Christ to call forth an invasion of God's glorious presence. I'm calling this podcast, Calling Forth God's Glory. I'm beginning to think I should call it a glory invasion. Whoa, I think that's pretty good. How many of you out there want a glory invasion, an invasion of the glory in your family?
How many of you want a glory invasion in your life? How many of you are trusting and calling upon the Lord? Remember the podcast before, Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. But he wants you to know. And when we in intercession, Pagal, we call upon the Lord, we paint targets, giving God in his sovereignty the invitation by the free will of man to strike the mark with his glorious presence. It's simply amazing. Question again. How many of you want a glory invasion in your city? I do. I'm a part of a group of leaders in our city called Worship City Alliance that meets together like the first Wednesday of every month and has been doing it for over a decade to call upon God for what? Sending invitations to heaven to change Music City USA to Worship City to the world. What invitation are you sending to God for your city, your nation, for your family, for your life? You have the responsibility, and you have the privilege, and you have the authority to call forth targets. And it's not just practice. It is reality where God's presence that covers his hands invade culture, society, schools, education, government, the mountain of religion, or education. I already said that. I'm on education. I believe right now that there are some people who are prayer-walking neighborhoods And they're prayer walking like around a high school. And I want to tell you, I believe that God's going to answer your prayer walking, which is praying on site with insight. I see it right now. And you're prayer walking uh, uh, your neighborhood. And you're prayer walking uh, uh, around schools. In fact, I encourage some of you right now, take us as an assignment. Pray walk around public schools. Pray walk around them. Uh, my oldest son actually did this in an area in Los Angeles with a team of people. There ended up being an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in public school assemblies in that school. It got written up in news and in newspapers and magazines, folks. I want to. I just see that right now. I see an invitation for you to change the culture of a whole public school. You say, me? Yeah, you. Because God's not a respecter of persons. He's looking for hungry people who will pagal, paint targets so that God can strike the mark. Wow. So that's a little bit of what I am seeing and sensing right now. So that word is intercession. He covers his hands with glory, and he sends it forth through the invitation of intercession. That's how it could possibly be rendered. Let me read a section to you from my book, Strike the Mark. Lightning fast, I made connection. Lightning was striking the mark, just as our God-directed intercessory prayers do. 
and everything fit together even better when I considered the huge role that such prayer had been playing in my life at that time. For starters, the dream occurred while I was staying in a suburb of Toronto on the last night of a church conference called Fire on the Altar, at which I was teaching about intercessory prayer. Prior to that, God had put me through 90 days of prayerful seclusion, during which I had prayed in tongues for 6 to 12 hours a day. And I had been sequestered in my home for three months straight, not doing any public ministry, but rather focusing on prayer and singing in the Spirit. By the end of that time, I had grown so accustomed to praying in the secret place that I did not know whether I even wanted to come back out and engage in typical ministry again. Again, another connection did not become clear until a few weeks later, when that which is known now as the Toronto Blessing began. Yes, the first evidence of that special outpouring of the Holy Spirit occurred at the end of the very next month following my dream. I convinced that what happened in Toronto could not have happened without persistent intercessory invitations of prayer of many, many people around the world, including mine. Collectively, I believe our intercession had released the flashing forth of God's glorious lightning and directed it to hit specific targets of need. It really happened just as the verse from Job says. He covers his hands with lightning and commands it to strike the mark. Well, that's just a little appetizer for you from Strike the mark book, but let me shift gears and go into more of a ministry position with you right now. I want to encourage you. I see some of you being like Caleb's and Joshua's, and it's like there's the depiction in the book of Genesis where Moses is on the hill, and then there's the next generation. In fact, this might not be in the book of Genesis, but it's in the Pentateuch. And Moses is on the hill. Moses and Aaron are lifting up Moses' hands, Joshua and Caleb are. And then there is the next generation. It's three generations joined in a generation. And the next generation, as long as what Moses' hands were lifted... They were victorious in the warfare in the field. But when Moses would get weary and his hands fall, then the enemy would begin to prevail. I just saw that snapshot picture to encourage some of you. There's Joshua and Caleb's out there right now. And your call is to hold up the hands of leaders. Your call is to hold up the hands of spiritual leaders. Your call is to hold up the hand of the government, your prime minister, your president, and as long as the arms are lifted with the gift of helps, help. What is the most prayed prayer of all time? H-E-L-P, help. Okay, it's really hard, isn't it? So you can be someone who can strike the mark and call forth God's glorious glory invasion by dialing help by calling on the Lord for help. So right now, I see some of you that maybe you're not called as much to be a platform person. Maybe you're not called as much as one of those like zealous next generation, just go for it, that you are in maybe a middle generation 
or your calling is more behind the scenes. I speak a word of empowerment. I speak a word of encouragement to all the Joshua and Caleb's out there because you have a role of helping hold up the hands of the leader that God has given you and a prayer assignment. I release prayer assignments right now in the name of Jesus. Supernatural grace is being imparted to people to help lift up and hold up the hands of others. And it will be victory in the field as there is praise and worship on the hill. It's all connected. I believe the Lord wants some of you to know that you know that you know that you're getting up in the middle of the night. In fact, what I see right now is a whole group of people getting up at 5 a.m. and you're going to early morning prayer. You've been doing this for quite a while. You don't make a fanfare about this, but God sees it. God knows secrets, remember? And I see this in part right now, and I see a prayer band getting together around 5 a.m. In fact, in this situation, I see a group of men, and you're praying at 5 a.m., and you're calling upon the Lord for intervention for your community, but you really have a prayer for your nation. I see people praying in South America right now. I see the Holy Spirit painting a target on Venezuela. I see an overthrow that's going to happen in the nation of Venezuela. I see that there is a prayer army that is going to arise up in Peru. And out of Peru, there is going to be a Holy Spirit prayer army arise out of the nation of Peru that is going to help change the spiritual climate of nations across the Latin American countries, and especially is going to help change the spiritual atmosphere and culture in the nation of Venezuela. Wow, do I have knowledge in this realm? Maybe a little bit, but not a lot. But I speak right now encouragement to the prayer army that is emerging right now. It's happening right now in Peru, and you're going to be given authority in God through prayer and fasting to change spiritual atmospheres in South America. And I see a love revolution taking place in the nation of Venezuela right now. And I declare that there will be righteousness is going to hit that nation. And I declare it might take a while, but there will be a change of totalitarian evil government, and there is going to come a compassion army that is going to be raised up in the nation of Venezuela, and what the devil has meant for evil, God is going to turn, turn, turn. I see a turning. I see a turning. I see a turning. And I see a shift that's going to happen in Cuba in the name of Jesus. And I declare right now that lightning bolt strikes are happening in Cuba. Lightning, an invasion of God's glorious presence happening in the nation of Cuba. I declare that what the enemy has tried to shut down generation after generation will not be shut down. But as it breaks forth again in the nation of Cuba, it will be a move that the government will not be able to stop in Jesus' name. Wow, that is pretty awesome, don't you think? I think so. So guess what? I want you right now to paint targets. I want you to name your city before God. Did you know I pray walk, I prayer walk, 
my neighborhood where I live? Did you know I do that? Did you know as a child, I prayer walked on the railroad tracks, and I would pray to my Father in heaven for hours, guys. So this isn't new to me. It's my life. I am speaking to you now out of a generational decades of history. I'm speaking to you, actually, gosh, it kind of overwhelms me right now, of 60 years of being a man of prayer. Because guess what? I'm going to encourage you with, God hears the prayers of a child. Yes, he does. Do not speak against the children who pray big, who believe big, and want big things. Oh, just say, oh, that's amazing. I agree, okay? Because it's like childlike faith. Grandmas out there, oh, grandmas, oh, God hears your prayers. It was a Peggy and a Christina Smith who were in their 80s. One of those sisters was half blind in the Hebrides Island Revival in 1952. And they took God's promise out of the book of Isaiah and they said, oh, that he would rid the heavens and come down. Guess what that is? That's prayers that strike the mark. By the way, if you want to learn more about this, I'd encourage you to get a copy and get a copy for a friend. In fact, maybe you're supposed to be the steward of using this as a prayer tool for a whole prayer team in your church or ministry. Whatever the case, I love equipping and God loves you. And I want to encourage you with strike the mark. Job 36. 32, that you get to be a participant in calling forth an invasion of God's glorious presence. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.